And we're back with another episode of We Are That Podcast. It's your favorite West Indian shawty. It's Carly. And I'm here with my two wonderful co-hosts. I'm not even going to introduce them because you already know who they are. I'm here with Ugo and I'm here with Chris. Ladies, you can say hi real quick if you want. I I guess, do we have permission? Because you just basically took my (laughs) intro away from me. So if if, if I have permission, I would like to say my name is Ugo. Yeah, I'm Chris. Hey, guys. (laughs) And today is a very special episode um, because we have our very first guest. We have Kadri here. Kadri, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, gentlemen and everyone on the spectrum. My name is Kadri Harris. I sometimes go by the modern Duke Ellington. This way you want me to introduce the podcast or you want to say that for later? No, please do. Um, please do go ahead and introduce it to our audience and just get our get our listeners a little bit more familiar with um what it's about. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So I host uh Speak Easy Black Renaissance podcast where we use uh vintage hip hop, mostly nineties hip hop, uh as a pathway to discuss um issues of black religion and black politics. And we are deeply rooted in the theme of the Harlem Renaissance, uh, the new Negro movement coined by the scholar Elaine Locke, and the spirit of the Renaissance, which we believe is alive in today and going on in the contemporary Renaissance, is Black people determining our own destiny, whether that be politically, uh, spiritually, financially, on our own terms, and not giving a damn about what anyone else got to say or think about it. I know that's right. That's the essence of freedom. That's that's how we get into it. Speak Easy, Black Renaissance Podcast. And where can they listen to that? Uh, We are available on uh, all major platforms. uh, Most of our listenership is through Apple. Uh, The second largest listenership is through Spotify and then Google, uh, Pocket Cast, and a bunch of other ones. Uh, But yeah, I could give them my social media plugs and... To get definitely find it in there. Okay. So um so we'll touch in, we'll plug that in at the end of the episode, no doubt, of course. No but um I, I love the essence of the podcast. Seems to be pretty spot on with um with what I intend to cover today because today's episode is, you know, very fitting for this month. It's Black History Month. Hello. Amen. Amen. Okay. And uh today I had every I have every intention of touching on uh black culture. Um, you know, basically the rise of everything in regards to black influence, but also I want to touch on how some of our culture, some, some aspects of our culture has been exploited. Mm -hmm. And um, I wanted to bring you on as a guest because I I just knew that you would be very fitting for this. So let's just, let's just get into it. Basically to put it simply, like I love black culture. I love our influence. I, I identify us as trailblazers. We're literally that I'm blessed to be able to witness firsthand everything that we've done and who we are. But when I educate myself on our culture before our time now, I'm even more amazed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I see that we've created and implemented a lot of changes that no one um, could have done before us. And I just feel like we're so unique in developing our culture and we combat others' frustration about it in the best of ways because I just feel like so many people be mad when we just show our greatness. <laughs> 
Okay. So I I wanted to, you know, introduce the episode by starting off on some positive influences of Black culture and to kind of touch back into how we combat others' frustration about it in the best of ways. Can I just say, I, one of, one of my favorite things about Black culture, I love how we are able to we, we never let a hard time get the best of us. Mm. We always find a way to make, you know, a lighthearted joke out of a really heavy moment. And mm. I realized that goes back to way before us, way, way before us. Like this is literally rooted in our, in our culture, how, you know, we would be down on our knees, down on our luck at the worst, dealing with the worst of things. Worst. And um, literally we would come together and just find some type of solace to bring us some type of peace so that we're able to brace it better than ever. So I wanted to open up the floor with what are some of your favorite things about Black culture? And I know it's a pretty heavy question, but feel free to, you know, take whatever angle on it that you'd like. I know for me, like, I, you kind of took mine, Carly, with like being able to make our negatives into funny Mm -hmm. moments. Like, Mm -hmm. Black Twitter is like one of the best things that have ever been created. Like in such times of like adversity, somehow niggas find a way to make it funny. Yeah. I don't know how. I don't know why it's so quick. I don't know why it's so sharp and witty and everything. It's always on point. And like there's some things that like I think of when, you know, we're in all these crazy times and even and I know that I'm I'm witty and I'm sharp, but like I'm not even that sharp sometimes. Like I really give them like so much props, even though I'm a part of black Twitter technically, but like I just give these creators who like make names literally off of like meme culture and all this kind of stuff. I like definitely praise them, but to put it into like a broader sense, I just like how we're creative, but we're like innovative in our creativity Um, because we see a lot of copycats, you know, and most of those people are copying us because we're the people who set the foundation for what these people capitalize off of essentially. And even though people do capitalize off of stuff that black people have created, I still do appreciate how innovative we are to even have thought of them because you're sitting in your house and you're like, damn, how the fuck did they think of that? Like, Mm. And then somebody just woke up one day and just did it. Like the thought processes behind it or even lack thereof. Maybe somebody just thought of something that would make their life easier. And I just love it because it's helped me in in so many ways. And clearly it's helped other niggas in so many ways because they want to steal our shit. But I still want to give people props for their creativity because it's beautiful every single time. Yeah, that's great facts. That's great facts. I know for me, I would say, um, and I guess this is on a little bit of a smaller scale because that was also mine. So both of y'all bitches took my address. <laughs> wow, our um, minds. I love this for us. I really do. I guess I have to, I really have to learn to start going first and not last because I'm so <laughs> sick of y'all, honestly. Okay. But I guess on a smaller scale, I really do appreciate the, I guess how we all know what the fuck we be talking about. Like mm-hmm. every black person knows that yeah, nah, and nah, yeah are not the same thing. Yep. But you know, the others like the whites and that's, f- Oh man. Like, that's real. So all of that, I, 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 I love that shit because I'm just like, I know it sounds crazy when I say yeah, nah, but at the end of the day, nigga, you, you know exactly what I mean. Like, right. Yeah. I love that shit. Stop playing with me. <laughs> 
what's that? That reminds me of that one question I saw them ask because they were like, mad brick. It was like, what's colder, mad brick or? So oh, I saw that. Um, was it brick or oh nah or something like that? Yeah, yeah. It was like, what's colder, like oh nah weather or mad brick? And I, was just like, I would say oh nah, but it's just like nah. Oh, nah. But oh, I yeah. oh nah, it's brick. You can still make yeah, it outside exactly. to get a bacon, egg, and cheese with the North Face. But the thing is, if you say oh no, nah, nah, oh nah, you step outside and you turn your black ass right back around. Exactly. Oh, but, the nah. thing of, but the thing about it, if you say oh nah, it's brick. That's when you know it's like peak. Like there's mm-hmm. no like Jesus himself couldn't take me out the house. Lord, like that's, that's when you know, weird. like bitch. That's like when it's hot as hell. Like when it's like a hundred degrees and it's eleven o'clock in the morning. Don't ask me to go out because yeah. that's how I know you're not my friend and you don't care about me. So. And see, and what would I be doing out anyway? Like, not a damn thing. <laughs> Wishing you were back inside the house. Right. Right. I'm genuinely in confused. In right. the sun, that's it. Unprovoked. So, anyway, yo, that's why I don't. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like the the whole playing in the snow thing. I, like I, I can't get with it. Snow. I can't get with it. I think it's fun. No, did I just revoke my black card? No, no, no. See, I'm not gonna take it that no, because we we believe that blackness has multiple expressions, and we are not. That is a, we are not monolithic. Our are, identities are right. not static, and all those fancy liberal identity politics shit. Do okay. your thing, but, but I can't I fuck you, with the snow. Nah. But if I see you outside in su- in like 30 degree weather, and you got shorts on. That's problematic. That's white people. Here. <laughs> that hurts my soul because I That's I know so you're problematic. cold. I know you're cold, <laughs> and you must know that you're cold too. Because it can't just be me that knows you're cold. So I, I like I feel like that's a little anti-black to me, but playing in the snow. We ain't monolithic here. Remember that. <laughs> but um, Quadri, what's one of your favorite things about black culture? Let's get back on topic real quick. Yeah. So um. And I think in some ways, this kind of, not to copy all of y'all great answers, but I think, let's say, ties it together. Uh, innovation. It, it just seems like Black people, um, innovation comes so naturally to us. We can take pieces and experiences from life from multiple different angles and seemingly on the fly just create something new that the world has never seen before. And run with it in almost magical ways. It's, I think where I see that happening most is in music, right? I think of uh, the, the the pivotal role that innovation plays in jazz, and the instrumentation, and the solo, and the the way they're using these instruments to give expressions to the randomness of Black life in America, like. Yo, these people really don't fuck with us. It's funny that you bring that up because I remember actually coming across a post on Instagram. Great timing. It was like literally February 1st. And it was it was all these genres of music. And it was black people started this. Like black people started mm. uh mm. rock. Black people started jazz. Black people started pop. Black people started punk. Black mm-hmm. people started jazz. And it was just like literally every genre. Like we, country music, a, a genre that we're not even, you know, right. really accepted and welcomed in as Nas, much as we should They be. gave Little Nas X all the oh, shit. They really did. They really did. 
So I just wanted to tie that into what you said because that that's a really that's a really um, interesting angle that there, a lot of in, innovation comes through music. I can absolutely see that. I think it comes through life for us. It almost has to because to some degree we we we're, we're almost not afforded the privilege of being static. Okay. So so to a certain degree we kind of always got to be ready to pack up and move cuz like yo we we know low key like all, at the end of the day like they really don't fuck with us here. Mm. Like push come to shove. They don't fuck with us. Okay, well, let me let me challenge that because I wanted to segue into my next point being in what ways you think we've strengthened society's perception of us because we definitely have. I mean, from where from obviously from where we started to this day and age in 2021, I think we've strengthened our perception incredibly. Like yeah, that's a, we've, yeah, that's, we've a, that's a great question. We've dismantled a lot of industries. We've taken up a lot of space in multiple different ways. Like, if anything, it, perhaps just as I've gotten older, I've become more aware of it. But if anything, last year when it was just kind of the peak of protesting and you know mm. the peak of social injustices, like when we when we called out, I mean, pointed both fingers at these big corporations. I mean, I think that was a pillar of an example of how we strengthen society's perception of us because we really, we really kind of broke down that door and showed our voice, showed ourselves, and forced them to listen. Yeah. I mean, for me, I feel like, like you said, um, Kadri, like we can't be static. So in us not being able to be static, we kind of force ourselves to be present in our current situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like Carly was saying, like we protest, we challenge corporations t- for more inclusivity, um, all of the different um, aspects of life where we feel like we're short-sighted. We show up, we demand change, we do all of these different things. So our presence is always being sought out um, whether we feel like it'll always be accepted is something else. But I feel like we always do try to make our presence known because as Black people, we don't like to be stifled. Like By nature, I feel like we don't like to be silenced because for so long we've been silenced. And when you're coming into a situation where you have the ability to have a voice or at least challenge people um, to where you should be able to have a voice, normally we take over in that sense. And like I said, it's all a matter of if people will be receptive of that. But I do feel like as of recently, our drive and our determination has really you know, tried to move mountains. And in time, if we continue on the stride that we're going on, I would like to see where that takes us. But that's just me. I also think what's interesting about like us strengthening, um, I guess, society's perception of us is the fact that, well, I guess this is a bad thing, but it's also a good thing. But um, the, the, the many firsts that you wouldn't even think are first for us, but they are in the sense that, oh, first, Black woman or first Black man to do X, Y, Z, whatever have you. Um, I feel like in instances like that, it 
just kind of shows because for some reason, as Black people, it seems as though we're always like boxed in to be one thing or expected to be one thing or that or that. Like, as me and Quadri just said earlier, we're not a monolith, but for some reason it is expected for us to be. So when we are able to break those barriers and like break out of that box and become like the first um, origami motherfucker, I don't know, something strange origami where it's like- Origami motherfucker. I don't Yo, know, man. but y'all niggas know what the fuck I mean. <laughs> right, because I did. Exactly. Like so, I know exactly, like I pictured a nigga from the hood. You see, but you see with some origamis. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. I think things like that, though it's it's a shame that there is a first black anything in 2021, those kind of things help to further strengthen the way that outsiders, let me say it like that, look at us and what they expect from us. But that's just me, like Chris said. I yeah, no. Oh, go ahead, Carly. I'm sorry. I just wanted to say, like, I think that is such a great point that you made, especially because, um, you know, when I when I'm faced with these wonderful news of, you know, first black woman to, you know, secure this position, first black male to secure that position, so on and so forth, first black person to secure any opportunity, I and in 2021, and I'm reading these things. I'm like, damn, like, I kind of have to be like, really? I kind of approach it like, I'm like, really? Like, you're the first Black person in 2021 to be doing this, this whole time? Exactly. Like, you kind of get excited, but then it's like, ew, why why is it like, what the hell was that so long? Exactly. And it's important that you said what you just said, because it helps me going forward to not, to not combat it with that. Like, you know what I mean? Like if anything, this is just another effort of a strengthening society's perception of us. I mean, better late than never, <laughs> not to be cliche, but, but never late right. is better. <laughs> I was hoping no, nobody no. would say that. <laughs> I'm, 100, yo, I'm 100% with y'all. I'm 100% with y'all. I think part of the role of a faith leader is to be able to imagine what the world should look like beyond the world that we have. And it's, I can't help but think, the point is for us not to have to be able to worry about those things, right? For us to live without that burden of a social pressure that we're going to have to be a credit to our race because we're the one of the few black people in the space. Like, and it's like, yo, we doing that shit and we bomb at it. Like we fucking it up. But then we're still one of the few black people in the, in those spaces. So then it's Most also definitely. like, Most it's such a double edge. Like, I don't, I don't know. I guess it's, and I think what I try to do is, try to I try to challenge black people regularly like don't forget this ain't the ultimate goal the ultimate goal is one for us have our own shit <laughs> and two where we can just be without having to worry about how society perceives us See what clearly you're saying, we're not there yet, but what you're saying right there kind of makes me think of how um you know it, it, there's this constant struggle of 
wanting to occupy these spaces that we aren't often granted an opportunity to be in versus, you know, people saying you shouldn't even want to be in those spaces. Like you should just create those spaces yourself. If anything, what you say kind of like reminds me of that. No, that's, that's real though, because I mean, like you were saying, like how it's like, you're in a room and you're screaming by yourself, but like, how beneficial is it screaming by yourself when there's other people who could scream with you? So it's like, yeah, like I'm here. I made it. I made it to the top of the mountain, but like no one's here to celebrate with me. Or at least there are people who are here celebrating with me, but I can't see them. I can't, you know, grab hands and we can't rejoice together. I can't do all of these things. So I do understand the double-edged sword like factor of it all. But at the end of the day, it's like, if we look back 50 or so years ago, there were rights that were just granted to us to where we could even, even like have an, um, like an imagination of these certain things. Because 50, 60 years ago, these were all things that if you were to say, oh, you could become the next president one day, or you could become the next Supreme Court justice one day, I would call you stupid because what the fuck? But so... It is definitely a double-edged sword, but I feel like there's more optimism in knowing that it can be possible than the lack of people who are with me. Because just like, if I break ground, that means I'm able to build, if you guys get what I'm saying. Ooh, wait a minute now. Hold up. I like the way that sounded. You're welcome, man. You said, you said, if you... If you break ground. Kristen, why the fuck you say you're welcome like that? She said you're welcome, man. I'll <laughs> be, be saying Did somebody upset you? Like, no, yeah, you know what? Thank you for calling that out because I was that like was really good. trying to lock, give her, throw her a lob right there. Like, damn, she <laughs> dropped the gem. She's like, thanks. Okay. Nah. <laughs> so I congratulate you no more. Okay. No, because I'm Don't mad make no more good points. Don't I'm make no more good points. out of a fucking straw. Like, I could oh, be yeah. happy <laughs> right My bad. She did say her face is paralyzed. I'm sorry. Hey, come on. Kristen. <laughs> Kristen. Say super califragilistic lord. And that's what I mean by black people <laughs> make shit funny because in the midst of your motherfucking trauma, like me having a half paralyzed ass face, that's why this bitch Uko decided, oh, say super. Yeah, bitch. She couldn't say it though. You notice how she didn't say it? She could not say it. And this is some of the things to Ugo's point, right? It's like, can you imagine white people killing and kicking it like this? I can't. I don't care how prophetic me, I think my imagination is. I can't imagine that shit. Yeah, because if a white person come up to me and trying to tell me to speak all that shit, I slap them because I feel like that's racist. <laughs> that's right. Yo, yeah, that's another thing. I I, I should have. I, I don't know if I told y'all, but I'm I'm set to be ordained in the next few months. Uh, but oh, I, I word. Yeah, ordained. yeah. Uh, but I, I told them all the time. I'm not the turn the cheek type of minister. Hello. I know yeah, yeah, right. you go see MLK for that, not this one. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not Minister that, Harris, nope. That reminds me of that Kirk Franklin tweet. Oh my God. <laughs> I, when he tweeted, I was like, yo, I really fuck with him because that's exactly how I'm going to raise my kids too. <laughs> Period. Period. Um, but Chris, I want to touch on some uh, point that you made because it segues into my next point. You had mentioned how it was... um, um 
how occupying those spaces that we aren't weren't that we aren't really granted access to, but also wanted to create our own. It's kind of like a double double edged sword. Something else that I consider to be a double edged sword is um I would say I guess gatekeeping in a way. Um there have been a couple instances where how do I word it? I've seen I, I've seen its importance but at the same time, I've also seen how like, all right, not everybody can have access to it. Like it's just for, and I don't know, like I, I kind of want to delve into that. So oh, my niggas in the whole wild world. <laughs> I'm going to add that shit in you know too. That's my shit. You know that's my shit. <laughs> this shit is for, for us. us. Come on. You know that's my shit. Come on. Stop playing. Sorry, Carly. Continue. Listen, my bad. One of the things I love about y'all podcast, see, um, I- one of the core values of Speak Easy is we stress nuance, mm. right? Because niggas got to be able to think complex shit. If we're going to talk about something as complex as black something life. Yeah. Oh, true. Right? Okay. So like, yeah, I noticed y'all got a trend of, yeah, y'all set terms and definitions frequently. So can someone set a term or a definition for gatekeeping? Just want to make sure we're using a uh, similar language. Absolutely. Carly. I'm already on it, sis. So <laughs> gatekeeping, um, according to the Oxford Dictionary, it's the act. It's the act of um, limiting general access or controlling the access to something. So, aka, bitches, mine. It ain't yours. This shit is for us. That's for it. us by us. Boo boo, bitch. Period. Oh yeah. If y'all ain't know, because some of y'all Stop niggas playing. was like, "What's fubu? Come on, mm. bitch." Oh yeah. Mm-mm. Who said I'm that? Who said that? <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> sorry, Carly. Continue. I'm so sorry. No, it's Go okay. Ahead. I, this is this is the this is literally like the art of our podcast. So everything is so organic, and I prepared Quadri for that. Don't worry. I told him I was like, "Be prepared for us delve into our little combos because that's Quadri literally." Goes by the modern Duke Ellington because he is intimately in love with jazz music. So I'm all about innovation. So I, I, was, know, about to, you, I was about to ask, what does jazz music have to do? I was waiting for the I was waiting for the connection. Yeah. But he tied it together at the end. He it's did. Come he on. Did. It's, it's the innovation. So here's so here's <laughs> here's the big question. Here's the big question. Is it our responsibility to teach people our culture? Or is gatekeeping acceptable? Like, you know, what's ours is ours and you don't have to understand it and, you know, you don't have to know it. It's my shit. Get your own. Get your own. You heard? I was about to say, Solange definitely told you, like, nigga, this shit is for us. That's it. Right. So, because my thing is, like, I get that. But at the same time, we do want to bring like awareness and and we do want to amplify whatever it is that we're creating. So it's just like... Like, how do we grant it that, but also protect it at the same time? Here's what I'll say. Niggas came over here and we were supposed to be fucking property. Mm. Like real shit. At the end of the day, that was the assumption made when our ancestors came over here on these ships. So we weren't supposed to have anything. We were literally, figuratively, meant to be had. So yeah, we got a right to have some shit that's just for us. Okay. 
back the fuck up. Okay. Okay. Yo, we not fighting. We not fighting. No, no, no. Listen, it's totally fine. Um, no, no, no. It's listen. I love black people, and I'm protective of our people and our shit. But I, I definitely don't think that. I know for me personally, I wouldn't say that it's my responsibility to teach anyone anything. Um, the thing, the thing about it is, this kind of question to me, like, if you were to ask me this maybe a month ago, I would have been like, okay, we don't really have to, you know, be on that. What's ours is ours type shit. But recent experiences on social media, shout out to our last episode, have kind of showed me that you know what. That Maybe last episode was dope. Be- <laughs> yo, <laughs> yo, yo. Maybe some yo. shit should be kept for us. Like, mm-hmm. cause I say that like in, in reference to our last episode when we were discussing like um the social media challenges and regarding how it impacted my personal culture. That got me feeling away because now I'm like, man, I wish y'all niggas never even heard of it, Goosey. I'm so fucking tired of y'all niggas. Like and that kind of shifted, like completely changed how I feel about certain things. And like, that's real. And that's real. And that's so important. That Those are such important conversations and dialogues that we need to have within the African diaspora. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, we, we if, 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 if we've seen anything in this last year, it's, we, we need to love each other. Mm-hmm. Like for real, not, not on no bullshit. Cause they clearly not trying to do it here. Not really. Like not the way, like not for real. Like it's fake. It's fake. Like, it, like I, I'm then, sorry. I'm, I'm being ignorant. I'm sorry. No, but then it's like, I, <clears throat> I definitely, as I said, I don't want to ever carry that responsibility of, you know, teaching people our culture. Cause it's like, if you have an interest you have access to all the resources where you can learn these things. If you want clarity on it, that's different. But I'm not about to be sitting here teaching you what the difference between na yeah and yeah na is. Like nigga, come on. Like I'm the that's not my job. But I, I, I feel like with with gatekeeping, it's kind of weird for me now because I'm just I don't know. And I say this even with it, like, cause obviously there are so many cultures that help to create and or add to the black culture. So even within mine as a subset, it's like I'm I just feel very protective over it now. Like I'm not trying to deal with the ignorance of people like, you know, you give them access to it and then all of a sudden they just walk all over it or become like, you know, really ignorant and all of that. That's I, I honestly don't even really know how to fully answer the question like yes and no, but that's just how I feel. I discriminate. What? Quadri? What? (laughs) I discriminate. What do you mean? We should have vetted this before we put him on the (laughs) bike. Next time we got our veteran. It's a running joke that my podcast is going to get Kent, but it's like, seriously, I'm I'm a faith leader (laughs) and I deal with black politics on a very... um, you know, intentional level. So yeah, I got to be controversial. And where my Christian values come out is I'm going to show a preferential treatment for black people first and foremost. So yes, I'm going to show more grace towards my people first with sharing aspects of our culture. So like, yo, yo, y'all episode, yo, y'all last episode was hilarious. (laughs) 
yo, y'all trashed this girl. Like, yo. And she deserves to be trashed. And and I, could spend, I could spend another episode doing it again. Praise. Because I said what I said. Praise. How do I feel about this? Yeah, I was your amen corner. Okay. <laughs> How do I feel about this though is um and, and but things like that are so unfortunate. It's like when we when we hurting each other like that, like mm. nah, for real. We, like, we got to do better by us. We have to do better by us. How I feel about it is like when you were when we were you know back in our slave times and Mm -hmm. people were trying to sell us. We were on boats. We were being tortured, all this kind of shit. We had no um, source of education or anything. It's not like y'all were teaching us how to do simple things like read or Mm. write or do all this kind of shit. So when we develop all of this knowledge on our own and we innovate all of these things on our own, fuck you if I teach you what the fuck I'm doing. Like you wasn't trying to teach me when I needed the education in order for me to be like a, an actual like civilized human, like somebody who can read and write and communicate properly. And um, like Ugo was saying, yes, you can go. And if you really want to know about something in black culture, there's ample resources for you to utilize that. You can go search shit, for it You yourself. got Google, you got Bing, you got Ask Jeeves, you got Reddit, you got all this shit. You got there's the no, fucking, no, what, what was it called? Jeeves. The shade room. I don't give a fuck, nigga. Don't be coming nah, to me asking seriously. me these questions. Exactly. Why, like, why is, <laughs> no, like, I know I'm a black person, but like, why is what I say law to you? Like, if you really want to go find something, you learn it your damn self. Or you go seek whatever it is on your damn on your damn own time. Like you don't take my time away just because you want like a a easy out of learning something, go learn it. And also with gatekeeping as a definition, I feel like it has a negative connotation, but like if gatekeep gatekeeping to me is to be able to limit the amount of people who are going to flip whatever I Mm. teach them in a negative black Renaissance right there. So like I could teach you how to do certain dances. I could teach you what a certain food is. But if you're just gonna take that and completely shit on it or completely change it or completely try to rewrite the narrative and take ownership of whatever the fuck, I gatekeep as much as I want to. You're not taking this shit from me because more than likely, if I teach you it 9.9 out of 10 times, you're gonna ruin the authenticity of that thing. And it's not gonna sound right. Just like when you're trying to teach um people slang like they don't sound right coming from everybody like the authenticity just isn't there so if i have to keep it i'm gonna keep it and that's that on that and i don't feel bad about it so i'll gatekeep all the fuck i motherfucking want to period i love that you said that last point right there because it brings us to our next point i wanted to touch on the positive and negatives of our contributions um of of like our contributions to our culture and to society. And one of the things that I thought of um, when I was faced with that was just AABE, which is African-American vernacular English. And basically, like we said, like slang, you know, I, I see how we've developed a type of language for us, for us to be able to communicate with one another, be able to, you know, understand one another in the ways that we simply can but yet, we done let these people get a hold of by Felicia, and it's been chaotic ever since. 
Honestly, though, we did not let them. And right. I encourage all of our listeners, if you do hear them like mishandling it and misusing it, fight them. Yeah. You have the opportunity to See, punch them in the we, face. It's we, like had, we, this... had, we had this hymn in the old Baptist church. Said, oh my God. I went to the enemy's camp. No, 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 no. We are not going to do that here, love. I'm going to stop you right there. I'm logging off. I'm done. Nah, but like, honestly, though. Um, <laughs> no, honestly, though, like I, I hate going on social media now and seeing how these corporations and companies have gotten a hold of what's hip because everything we do hits like everything we do just obviously like just takes off. everything we do to everything we touch turns to gold. Exactly. It's like, I'm, yo, everybody want to be a nigga, but don't nobody want to be a nigga. Exactly. And that's facts. We've contributed. We've contributed to that. But yet we see how these companies just get so reckless with it. Like, I don't want to see Wendy's. I don't want to see Wendy's talking in a type of way that clearly lets me know that there's a white person handling that account. You know, yeah, and, like, in addition to them it. being reckless with it and appropriating it and making it trash, they making billions off of it. Mm-hmm. And true. that upsets me and my homegirls. Chris, my, my whole thing is like, if you're Wendy's, right? And you're saying... Woo child, you gonna try these spicy nuggets? I'm like, bitch, make sure my order is right first before you start trying to use my language. Because y'all sitting here and I ordered a fucking 10 piece nuggets and y'all gave me six. And I'm wondering where my other four are. So before you try try to start talking like me, do right by me in the first place. I gave y'all my money already. Now stop trying to use my shit to make more money. Get my order first so that you can at least be getting those dollar bills because I willingly gave it to you don't steal the shit and make money off of it and start using the shit co- incorrectly talk about a woo child you remember woo chile oh my god well, i guess there goes our future wendy's wendy sponsorship if we ever had a, a chance at it <laughs> so um what's the next one you want to take away chris go ahead <laughs> come on disrespecting black she culture for years did you know I didn't know that. Wait, Popeyes is not owned by a black person, right? No, Let's I don't think it is. Quickly look that up. I, I don't think it is. I think it's just white people and they slap. I think, yeah, I think that was the controversy because they had that lady. You know, the Popeyes lady as the face of it. Yeah. And when I learned that, I was like, wait, I feel scammed. Like, yo, yo who I can think I trust? It was a Popeyes commercial. They had Jerry Rice, the greatest wide receiver in the history of football. This nigga had a chicken wing and his fucking helmet rotating while he was like trying to bite it. <laughs> See, things like that though Yo, is problematic to me. It is. Because if I was, was like, a, nah, we can't no. go out like this, man. Yeah. That's problematic. Because if it was a black person, if it was a black person, that would have looked very, very, very. That's crazy. Okay. You said it. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, Jerry Rice is black. Oh. <laughs> Wait, what did Carly say? What did she say? Carly said some dumb shit. That's all. What'd she say? I didn't hear that. No, it's cool. We could just move along. Oh, okay. Uh, you know I'm going to hear it eventually. So <laughs> when I'm editing, I'm going to stop the episode. I would be like, oh, so that's what your dumb ass said, huh? <laughs> Go ahead. So, um... 
So in regards to disrupting the digital industry, I love the way that sounds. Um, what online media spaces do you um, do you all think kind of, you know, have left an impact or an impression in our culture with their contributions? I think one for me, um, I would say world star hip hop. I definitely remember um, being younger and that being... A, a really big platform for like music. Like I know a lot of, a lot of like hot new rap music, hip hop music, whatever music videos, especially um, contributed a lot underground music too. a lot of underground rap music was discovered through world star hip hop. I have a bone to pick with world star hip hop though, because world star hip hop made it okay for niggas to not know how to film. If you have a fight going on, if you have a challenge show Niggas going on- Niggas be filming on, everything but the shit. Like, why are you filming the ground? Why are you filming the sky? Why are you filming and then, or, the gate to the Or right? if they start moving, clapping, like if it's a fight, they jumping around, the camera's all shaky as fuck. Both or if they're at the like- Like- We missed the uh, whole thing. So World Star- I appreciate your contributions to black culture, but you are the sole reason why niggas don't know how to film. This is the reason why niggas need to go to school for this shit if they're going to start um, trying to broadcast shit on the internet. Because if you're saying, oh, this is a crazy fight and all I'm seeing is what looks like a motherfucking earthquake, where to fight at? Okay, and I'm but see, Okay, all right, all right. World Star is definitely trash now. It's definitely trash. But can we still run up and say World Star whenever we think there's going to be a fight? Like I, I don't think we can give that up. No, like that's that's, that's part of the culture now. That no more. <laughs> that's part of the culture now. Like cause we just gotta yell. Well, nobody, come yeah, on, no, I'm not bugging. Nobody right? Nobody says that though. Nobody says that. Nobody anymore. really says that. That no was more. like really middle school, high school. I, I never stopped. Okay, question. <laughs> <laughs> so what other <laughs> online been ordained next week? <laughs> what other online imagine? <laughs> so what other online media spaces do you guys think kind of um contributed to our culture? Um, on a positive note, I would say um, websites like Because of Them We Can, where they, you know, highlight a lot of the Black successes. Whoa, um, I've never heard of that before. Can you share more about that? Because of Them We Can.com. So that's like, if you look at it, let's pull it up and see. Yeah, I'm about to pull like, it up. Like, they'll have, um, yeah, you pull it up on your own time, whatever, girl. But they'll have, like, oh, Susie something was like the first. Um, origami motherfucker like they have all of those things so i think that that's really cool because i know when i first well i heard about it i believe it was the read or the friend zone i think it's the read that uses because of them we can um because it intrigued me i was like oh wow i didn't know there was a website like just dedicated to uh the success stories of african-americans like that shit is so cool to me and you know obviously you have like the other platforms like um like the instagram blogs and all of those things but i just think like it, it should be important for us to highlight you know things that specifically only highlight the positives in our culture yeah because there's a very common thing where when you think of black media a lot of people do try to spin it in a negative way um, a lot of people, even you just saw with Carly, she didn't know that a website like becauseofthemweekend.com even existed, where it's fully positivity, full of Black success and achievement and everything. And I don't know whose fault it is that, you know, the the Black image in media has spun negative because we see it all over. It's not just in blogs or media spaces in terms of like internet, like websites and everything, but 
it's also on TV and movies and all this kind of stuff. But in terms of the question at hand, like media spaces that are, you know, influential to Black culture, um, unfortunately, I have to say it um, because it probably is, I would say probably the number one Black media source right now. Uh, and probably has been for the past, I'd say, like four or five years, would be The Shade Room and things like Bossip and all those kind of things. Um, Black Sports Online, uh, where it's fully about the breaking news of, you know, pop culture and all this kind of shit. And I'm not going to completely, completely shit on these places because sometimes, and I say sometimes very, very, very specifically because it is some because them niggas got like 20,000 posts on this shit. But like, sometimes they do shine a light on world issues. They do shine a light on things that are positive. So I'm not going to completely shit on it. But in its core, the Shade Room, Bossip, Black Sports Online, they are not known for the most positive outlook of Black culture and the Black experience in like modern day society. But it would be remiss of me to you know, denounce those as platforms, especially a platform like The Shade Room, because The Shade Room is probably the biggest one of all of them. Yeah, and I'm thinking of even something as simple as all of the platforms you've mentioned, like encouraging people to vote um, in this past cycle and like how pivotal that was, right? So it's kind of like, like on a real level, like I think most of us understood that you know, had Trump won four more years, life was going to get significantly more difficult for a lot of us. So it's like showing up to the polls for every black person was a radical act of black freedom. For real. Go ahead, Audrey. Right? And so you look at even those platforms that often get demonized and depicted as, you know, Ratchet TV or whatever the case may be. And I'm like, yo, first of all, most of it is entertainment. Like, we deserve an escape to, like, all the shit y'all put us through on a daily basis. Like, we can have some Ratchet shit. But then, yeah, they they stepped up, like, something as simple as using your platform to get people out and vote is concretely impacting our lives on a day-to-day basis. Like, Amen. Yeah, we, we, we got to give them their props for that. That's true. And you know what else is true? Um, you kind of touched on my next point and offered a really good angle because I was going to want to mention, I, I wanted to uh, delve into how these same platforms in ways, like how have they tarnished us? And as you mentioned, um, as you as you mentioned the Shade Room, you know, I see a lot of their content being like um, clickbait. You know what I mean? But then you you mentioned how we deserve an escape. We we deserve you know to indulge in the gossip and such like that. But at the same time, it kind of makes me question. Like it, it just seems as if that's what that's that's their primary like pool of content that they want to cater to, and it turns me off. Like I unfollowed the Shade Room over a year ago because I just got tired of seeing that type of stuff on my feed all the time. Like, do I, do I go back and check in every now and then see, see what the hubbub is about? Cause you know, people will be talking on the timeline about shit that I don't know, but uh, like, yeah, but 
in the grand scheme of things, like I think it's really interesting that you that you introduced that angle because I I wasn't looking at it like that before. I was looking at Bossip and I was looking at BSO and I was looking at what World Star Hip Hop is now and I was looking at it as you guys came out and came out with such a such a huge influence. Definitely, you know, rose to prominence and allowed other people to achieve viral exposure that they probably wouldn't have been able to achieve if they didn't do so on your platform. But now I see what they're doing and I'm kind of just like, hmm, like I wish we could cater to, I wish we could explore content beyond just what Alexis Sky is doing. Like, you know what I mean? I definitely feel you in that note because yeah, the the shade room, like it's ratchet most of the time, right? And it's not everybody's cup of tea, you know? And I I think in a similar way, I I don't think I followed it, but I, you know, I got to check in every once in a while because if they not anything else, <laughs> yo, they relevant. See, y'all they like relevant. them toxic exes. What the fuck is y'all unfollowing them for and then going to check in on them? Fuck y'all. Yeah, like, y'all, 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 y'all oh, this. shit, I feel mad seen. No, relax. but it's yeah, relax. I see relax. you. I see you. It's very true. It's very, very true, though. You turned up. You turned up. Because it's getting me and my ancestors really mad. Like, the shade room is the shade room. It serves no purpose, no other purpose, but to provide gossip. Like, don't be looking at the shade room if some world events, yeah, they might cover it here, they might cover it there, but ultimately you have other resources at your disposal to see what is going on. Don't yeah, I exactly. wish if if one if somebody that I know decides to tell me, oh, I'm upset because the shade room didn't da 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 they didn't talk about da 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 da. I'm like, you see how uselessness has taken over your stupid life. Instead of you to just go watch the news, you're here looking, expecting the shade room to do what? Girl, no. You know, for me, I get, like, I do hear what you're saying. And in the sense of the shade room, I do agree. Um, You know, there's been times when there's been um, instances such as, um, you know, NSARS, right? Because this is going to be my here and here points. Like, um, the CEO of the shade room is a Nigerian woman, right? Uh, So they missed the mark when it came to the NSARS movement, you know? And in one token, if there was somebody who decided that they wanted to be offended that a black woman who is the CEO of a major company, granted the company is catered towards gossip and, you know, shady media and everything, didn't hit the mark on something that, you know, affects her people, I can understand why you might be upset. But also like what Ugo said, this is not the platform for that. And if you decide that you're waiting on the shade room to say something profound in terms of something like this, you might be looking in the wrong place. Keep waiting. That's all I'm going to say. Keep waiting. However, however. Sorry, continue. Yes, continue. There are other Nigerian influencers who have also missed the mark, who are not um, marketed in shady media. So, you know, certain YouTubers or... Uh, I'm not going to name any names, but I mean, if you're listening and you consume Nigerian YouTubers, you know who I'm talking about. But like, you could say their name or you could leave it on the playground because you know that's what we do here. All right, Jackie Ina. So uh, you, you decided you'd, you decided that you know you want to be pro Nigeria, you know, Omonaja one day, but then when you know, your people are being killed in front of all of these government buildings and your government is literally corrupting your people. 
it does, it's it's then that you want to try to you know sift through all of your papers and and only find the facts first before you talk. You see, the like you see like on all of these videos and everything. Like I shouldn't take a person on Twitter.com to be like, okay, you know what? I see fallacy in this. Let me let me take a plane over to the Nigerian embassy and let me see if all of this is actually going. Like there are places. Where you miss your mark, and yeah, also niggas gotta stop wanting to argue about everything. It's just going. I think back that's to what it is. Niggas episode. do want to argue about a going lot. Going back to our last episode, though, like with creative intelligence, as a creative, you have to know who you are and what's going on in relation to who you are. Um, some people do expect you to say something if something directly affects you and your culture. Um, so, I mean, in one sense. Do I think that the Shade Room, do I think that Jackie and Ina are like the two places where you should be getting all of your information about Nigeria and all of its history? No, I don't. But do I think it is, it, it, would, it would look a certain way if they are presented with this information and then they shy away from said thing and don't address it. That's when there's a problem because now you're like, that's like me saying, yo, Something is happening to me. Please help me. And you're literally just saying no. So I feel like it's really all dependent on how it's addressed to you. But at the end of the day, like the shade room, if anything, more so than Jackie Anna, like the shade room, don't try to come in there thinking that you're going to be looking at the freedom fighters because that's not what you're going to I Okay. I get that. But I also am taking into account of their, of their reach. And their audience and the fact that the same outlets that you're telling them to go to instead, those those outlets are outlets that pander to a particular audience that more often than not don't look like us. It almost kind of reminds me, it all like this is probably a really, really, really bad analogy, but like it's almost kind of like um like if I'm at a store, right, and I see like an older, older, like an older black person they might come to me and ask me a question rather than go on a customer service because they're more comfortable coming to me. You know what I mean? So I, I, I like, bitch, I don't work here. I mean, mm. I mean, I'm okay. I'm, that's I'm, you, I'm joking. Like, I get what you're saying. Okay. Okay. Cause I was Before just saying you get like, in nah. your feelings. <laughs> I knew what you meant. I knew. I knew. <laughs> I, I did it with you. We, we have the thing. No, but like, that's kind of how I look at it. Like, of, of course I understand that shade room's not CNN, but they do understand that they reach a larger black audience than CNN does. So I kind of would think that they would find it in their responsibility. Hey girl, to- you think CNN has a smaller reach than the shade room? For black people? Oh. I said I said for black people. For black, like, people? For black people. I'm saying I'd for be black interested people in seeing those statistics. It's just like how I'm pretty sure the amount of white people that pour into the shade room or that be in the comments is probably less too. Like, I just feel as though like, since this, since it caters to us, they have a bit of a creative responsibility to, to share these messages because it'll reach farther than say those other outlets will reach. But, but the thing about it, mm-hmm. the thing about it is how do you like given, let's say, you know, NSARS is going on or let's say, you know, voting time, all this kind of stuff, like something that is like, culturally responsible and culturally important to our advancement as people right but then let's say that fucking um uh young thug and his girlfriend breaks up and that's your next post 
Like it, it, it's it doesn't look right. Exactly. It just doesn't exactly. look right. Cause like you're but, in the middle of saying this, 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 and then you're talking about this person broke up, and then you're going on the stream of um Instagram stories, sub tweets that everybody is going on and on about, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, this person is going um to jail in X country because of da 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 da. But then you're also Here's talking a about how sprinkle of consciousness for you on top right, of the tabloid gossip. Right, and then you're talking about how Alexis Sky just got her it's new weird. fashion over. Uh, it's like, definitely it's weird. weird. It's, it's definitely weird. weird. I mean, I don't know. But, I, I just you know, can't black see people myself getting upset. Not being Excuse weird. me, Quadri. Oh my! Oh my fault. Oh, my bad. Shout out to my VP. Um, I just can't. I, I I can't fault, and I do also want to point out that the shape, as you mentioned, the shade room is owned or I guess started by a Nigerian, whatever. Um. She may very well have her own personal stuff where she can speak out and do everything that she wants. But at the end of the day, the purpose of that business is not to sit here. Oh, it would be cool. I guess if that's what she wants to do, cool. The purpose of it is to throw shade. Like There's no possible credible information that you can get from a source called The Shade Room. You can't. Like, so I get it, Carly. Yeah, it does have a, a, a stronger hold on the African-American community. But that, at the end of the day, everything is by choice. CNN is still there. BBC Africa is still there. All of those things are still there for you to reach out to. So, and not only that, even if, take all those things aside, in this, um, in the context of the whole NSARS movement, um, that was all over social media. So even if the shade room chose not to, which they... To my knowledge, I'm pretty sure they didn't cover it. Everyone still knew. And if you didn't know, you can't tell me you didn't see that hashtag somewhere. If you chose not to educate yourself on that, don't be mad because the shade room didn't post it. Like, don't make that your scapegoat. It's just you just didn't do your Googles. Like, that's it. And I think like that's we got to love each other better. Right. Because especially within black people. And like when I said I discriminate, what I really mean by that, I was, you know, uh, embellishing, but no, what I really mean by that is like, I'm very much a humanist. It's like, like religion for me starts with concrete life. So the primary way I interact with God on a daily basis is with and through black people. So like, we got to love each other better. Like we, 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 we can't have this understanding, particularly like me being, um, a part of the American diaspora, right? That yo, our family on the continent is being killed right now. Oh, but you know, I don't know them niggas, so that's true. And I did see a lot of that though. I ain't gonna point point people out, but I saw a lot of that on Twitter. And I ain't like that. It made me feel real uneasy. I mean, the whole diaspora war shit just needs to stop in general. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, we all we me, got. All, all all four of us, we have a African American woman, a Nigerian woman, a Jamaican American woman, and we have a black man on here. A white person that see all four of us wandering down the we street, we're gonna be able to sift what the fuck our differences are. Ass. We all black. It's gonna be like, look, four niggas. Four <laughs> niggas. Nobody know who we are. That's it. it and I'm that's not going to say the ER, but that's what they really saying. Not four mm-hmm. niggas, but y'all know. So, like, the whole diaspora war thing, it is okay to love the country you're from. It is okay to love your ethnicity. That is perfectly fine. Nobody's saying that because you're black and I'm black and she's black and he's black that you have to strip away your pride for the country that you come from. Nobody's saying that. However, there is still a commonality between all of us. Like there's no way that 
the experience that some of the black experiences that I have are not similar to the three of you on this call or the Absolutely. three of, or anybody else that's listening to me. There Absolutely. are there's way more similarities than there are differences. And even those quote unquote differences that we have are also rooted in similarities. They just might have a different name or they might just show themselves a little differently. But all of them are the same. So that's why it upsets me, my homegirls and my home niggas, when people be out here talking about some home old niggas. black people. Yeah, they be it be upset my home because niggas. I love I'm gonna say home no, niggas. No, I'm definitely about Hell to say yes. that. <laughs> my home niggas. It'd be upsetting me when people it's for are the home like, niggas. Right. Like it'd be upsetting me when people are like black people don't have a culture. Because I'm oh, can sitting I tell here y'all like yo, can I tell y'all about how Who I Who said that? Wait, can we get wait, nah. I saw Can I tell y'all about the time a Latina okay. woman said something like that? I'll tell y'all after. Go ahead, Chris. People, wait, people are really saying that black people don't have yes. cultures? Yes, I saw. I, I want to tell you. Let's go back day. to that. I literally oh saw it on Twitter God. the other day. People say that black people don't have culture, and I'm sitting here like, all right, let's Did think of all of the let's think of all the popular things that are literally going on in culture today. You let me know if a white person can truly relate to what the fuck they're actually talking about. The braids that you put in your hair, the food Boxer that braids. you, the food that you make these YouTube videos about, the clothes that you decide that you want to put on your Instagram, the music that you guys decide to listen to, the dances that you decide that you want to dance off beat to. What you think that y'all can relate to the origin of these things? Talking about black people don't have culture, and you think there are how much how how many countries in Africa? Uh, fifty two, some shit like that. How many countries in the Caribbean? How uh, like there's too many things. There's too many things. Too many places where you need to tell me that black people don't have culture. Like it's mind-boggling to me. Like how? How? And y'all speak and y'all talk about not with me doing da 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 da. That's on period. Blah, blah, blah. Where did it come from? Your mother mm-hmm. Susan said we don't that? have culture. Yo, see, and the and the wild thing is, so I. Can can we get another definition like culture? Because the one I typically use is it means let me see how people do things. Culture is to me is just a way of life, right? So, culture is defined as by the Oxford Dictionary, um, the arts and other manifestations of human intellectual achievement regarded collectively. Culture that sounds like the way the makes- ways of life. Way niggas live like yep. dead ass. That's it. And you mean to tell I just can't, me? I, I just can't imagine that someone actually fixed Yo, their mind. All right, so let me tell you this story. All right, so um, story. All right, uh, so we we gonna call this young lady. No, say her name. Oh, nah, I, when nah, I, I can't nah, do that. I can't do that. Yes, you can. Nah, 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 What's nah, she nah, gonna nah. do? Quadri, at the end of the day, I can fight and we're friends. I'm about to friends. say, is she going to so, fight no, me? No, 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 I can't, no, that, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Oh, she put me on the hot seat. I, I'm just I'll, saying, I'll that's how we do camera. it here. I'll tell you off camera. <laughs> Fine. So, um, this particular young lady, uh, a Latina, non-black Latina, uh, important, important to is note. talking that's about- She was a white <laughs> she was a white. <laughs> no, 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 not, not joking. A white. I'm joking. Not a white. See, I'm, I'm cause, so I'm a Latinx history teacher uh, for tenth grade. Oh wow! So she's not white. They would call her mestizo. 
mixed race descent of Eurocentric ancestry and the indigenous people of South America. So she's a non-black Latina and she's speaking about a cultural dance and she keeps making an emphasis like the anti-blackness in these cultures are subtle. She keeps making an emphasis to let me know I wouldn't understand. What do you mean? Exactly. That was my question. I was like, fuck <laughs> you mean? I wouldn't understand. Like, what, let's, what, what you mean? Oh, you wouldn't understand. It's like in our blood. It's in our rhythms. It's like. Huh? You telling this to a fucking black man? Are you kidding me? Everybody want to be a nigga, but don't nobody want to be a nigga. We are most copied people on the fucking face of the planet. And see, I was about to give away a little bit of juice, but... You could. It's a safe space. This particular person was in a Greek organization. Yikes. Was it the... Uh, I don't even want to touch it. Brother. Ooh, don't have time. Let's just avert. Keep going. My whole thing, my whole thing about that is like to the and I'm not here to shade. I'm not here to ridicule. And I'm not here to demean. But to somebody like her, how are you gonna say that black that a black person wouldn't understand the mixes and the rhythms of music and dance and everything? Like one of y'all little Latin queens didn't get popping off the backs of a black woman, aka Miss Ashanti. Oh no, she did not say Latin queen. And see that that was my only part. It was that like, <laughs> and that's she was what saying I this to me. a black Greek. That's, that's strange to me said. because I I, I cultural I'm not a- trendsetters. I, that's what I'm saying. You're literally immersed in it. I mean, was it was she a part of like a D9 organization or? No, she was not. But the point is, like, you're involved still, in Greek life, and you are was saying it the one, to a was black it, was Greek it the sorority that starts that with an black L? People, oh no, we not doing that. We not. Probably doing that's that. not what we about to do today because no, no, okay. they can attack because, you. No. Don't be. The point is not to be messy. The point is to show. That's always the point, Quadri. <laughs> that's and why yet, we started this whole fucking podcast. What are you <laughs> talking about? Like I know. Did you that even research called, us before you decided like, to hop on? The like, I know it's called. Well, see, maybe podcast. I just got a high talk because I don't think y'all podcast is messy. I think y'all honest oh, and no. authentic. We are oh, messy. You know who y'all I think we, that you gotta, we are? Very Maybe I'm messy. Maybe this is the problem. <laughs> exactly. That's maybe why I'm we invited you. Like we are sophisticated <laughs> women that are messy. <laughs> Duality's a thing. That duality, we can do both and that's the yep. beauty of blackness. It leads to innovation. Exactly. Duality. Exactly. No, see that maybe I'm maybe I'm uh You messy. You can uh, say yeah, it. I, I think Why I gotta just gotta come to grips with it. Say it right? loud. I'm messy and I'm proud. I'm messy and messy. I'm proud. But so no, no the point is it's like how can you say black people don't have culture to a black Greek? Like it's mm-hmm. that's it doesn't make sense. Mind boggling. And it's like that anti-blackness, that shit runs deep, yo. It- but then that also, to me, that kind of like brings about the question because we know anti-blackness runs deep. Like that's not something that's new. But in with with people like that, 
when they are infiltrating our spaces, and I'm I'm just going to say our spaces in general, not specific to like D9 because I'm not a part of that, but like how, how, I I just want to know how, like why, how does this happen? Like how do you get these people in these spaces and they're just accepted and, but they can still have that anti-blackness running rampant through their brain? Like Yeah, so I think um, a lot of black feminist theorists have, and it's kind of like it's a theory only because I guess you can't take a scientific experiment and measure it. But I'm like, I don't know. I think this shit is true. Um, Because of so many negative tropes in media and stuff like that and conversations. And it's like, that's how most white people in the country, most of their interactions with people of color are through media and shit like that. Because, you know, the country is still very much segregated based on housing and redlining and shit like that. Um, they deal with black people and their schema and their imagination as a bunch of fucking caricatures and tropes. So yeah, to them, yo, niggas are trifling and shiftless and mm-hmm. watermelon eating and chucking and jiving it. Like <laughs> watermelon eating though. I'm weak. <laughs> well then. I like um, yeah, and and like one of the um more fascinating ones I saw it's like the uh Jezebel caricature. Um Jezebel, the biblical character, like she was a, a wicked queen, Ahab's wife. Um is typically thought to be in contemporary mythology a harlot or a a loose woman. Of course, someone just called Kamala Harris that. What? Some irrelevant ass pastor, I think. Anyway, like we don't even. That's um, the, we don't claim those white churches. What, what she that do? is such what a reach. Like? He was talking about Biden and was like, "Yo, if something happened to him, that Jezebel might be the next president." And it's wow. like, "Yo, this is how they think of black people, like off of caricatures and tropes." Like, wow. And that is that that has cost a stain, and it will that stain will continue to live on. Because it runs so deep, so fucking deep. That should have. Honestly, we would take. (laughs) We would take all night (laughs) delving further into this, but unfortunately, we do have to cut it here. And I think that's a really good point to end on because that's something that I kind of want to explore. Possibly see if we can even do a part two. You know, let's see if we could get some content for that. But thank you so much, Kwaji, for joining us for this episode. A lot of great conversation here. Very insightful. A lot of substance. Um, I want to give you a quick little... Uh, I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. Thank you so much. I know it was short notice again. Thank oh, you for nah, joining y'all us. Good. Yeah, good. It was great. <laughs> I want to give you I want to give you like a couple seconds to plug in your podcast and, you know, you know, sign your on handles. however you want to. Your oh, handles, yeah, of course. Y'all. Well, see, uh, y- now y'all got to come and make a guest appearance. Uh, we got y'all. Yeah. Oh, you booking. already know that was gonna happen oh, anyway. Yeah, it's it's we coming with the ignorance. With Hello. all of it, all of it, turn all the way up because we promote Black Renaissance spirit, which means Black people being free, determining our own destiny on our own terms, not giving a damn what anyone got to say and or think about it. That's Speak Easy Black Renaissance podcast. You can find us on Apple, Spotify. Follow me on Instagram at the Modern underscore Duke underscore Ellington. Also, can you um specify or or clarify the spelling of speak easy because it's not like you know. Yeah, that's right. You're right. Okay, so so. It's speak S 
P-E-A-K-E-Z. And, and there it is. One more time. Speak. One more time for the people I'm in the back. Crying. One S-P- more time. Right, Pastor. Pastor. You know you, Pastor. The doors of the church are open. Now I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. Stop. Please. <laughs> All of our listeners truly enjoy this episode. It's Black History Month, so please enjoy responsibly, which means drink these white people tears and disrupt all the spaces that you can disrupt. And, And, oh, go ahead, go ahead. You know, like I always like to say, Hmm. make sure you take time to do something to upset a white person today. Whenever you're hearing this, it doesn't matter. Like, just make sure you upset a white person purposely. If it, if it means taking the last avocado so they can't mm-hmm. have no more avocado toast, if it mm-hmm. means taking the last carton of oat milk or soy milk yep. or almond milk or any type of cashew nut milk, they love their milks. Mm-hmm. The milks love their milks. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. That was so inflammatory. That was so... I mean, but then again, I did just say that I don't really care for them on the mic, so... <laughs> It's no holes bars. Kristen, what up? What other inflammatory sense you guys said? Come on, let's let it out. <laughs> I mean, y'all already know how the fuck I be. Be nonchalant. Like if you gotta curse a motherfucker out, do it and don't care. Like if you, you can gotta, do it to a beat. Yeah, like if you gotta if you gotta think of the warning beat in your head, if you gotta think of the computer's beat in your head, do what you gotta do. Curse them out with um computers with is volition. Violent. You know what I mean? Come with energy. <laughs> Because you if you curse people out and you don't feel that you're cursing them out, it kind of just feels like you just learned the words, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Curse them out with meaning. Curse them out with intention. And most importantly, curse them out with flavor. Mm-hmm. Because white people it. don't have it. <laughs> so come here with Jesus. flavor. <laughs> come in with flavor. We have lost all of our white fo- uh, listeners today. If we had any, all two of y'all. I know y'all signing off now. And it's you want to know something that's so worry, crazy? This shit is for no, us. Y'all be back in March. Because like one of my old classmates tuned into our last episode and was like, oh my God, like I really like your stuff. And I responded quickly, but I was like, yeah, there's a lot of relatable content for you. And I was like, no, there isn't. Stop. but at the end of the day everybody knows we make this shit for our enjoyment like it's not for you if you mad about it it's okay it's all right nobody gives a fuck i feel like people just need to understand that this literally started from a group chat and people need to understand shit people need to understand group chat if you think the things that i'm saying on this microphone are reckless you don't want to see my group chat like there is a reason why i call myself problematic i say quite problematic things and Mm -hmm. ugo says quite reckless things and carly says quite stupid things but i just know no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding i'm so sorry carly wrap up the episode before we take another 20 minutes talking about how we don't like the whites all right thank you guys again for listening thank you so much for tuning in this should be our fifth episode so i'm definitely expecting you all to tune back in for our sixth i hope i got these numbers right make sure you i was about to end this the sixth i I think it's a six my apologies this is our sixth episode so make sure you guys tune back in for our seventh 
Follow us on IG, Instagram, Twitter. The episode will be coming out Friday. And I think that's pretty much it. Oh, wait. Wine of the week. How could we forget? I have a wine today, guys. Yay! It's old wine, though. It's, um, what's it called? Tennessee. You know this one? I thought that. Wait, are you sure that's a T? I thought it was a J. I've been calling that Tennessee. Genesee. I have to say Genesee. It's called they got Jeunesse. that. They got that at my liquor store. Oh, I was at my liquor store the other so, day around the block. Like, pass me that Genesee. I was like, that's not why I had it. See, that, that sounds more up. ignorant than. Yeah, that sounds Tennessee. more ignorant than Tennessee. Absolutely. You should have just stayed on my team before you just tried to. <laughs> now you just look dumb. Anyways, so Kristen, what is it called? Jeunesse. Je- oh, she said Jeunesse. She said Jeunesse Excuse me, voulez-vous vous chez avec moi? <laughs> Any fucking ways. I got Jeunesse. Um, it is a Cabernet. Did you just call me a nigga? Yes. Okay, thanks. <laughs> it's a Cabernet. Um, that's it. That's all I got for you guys. Don't so. cry. I thought you were gonna say, "Oh, it has these notes and these." Oh, flavors. do I have to do? I've, no, we you used don't. To do that on season don't. one. Ain't nobody doing that no more. They just, they just know we drink wine at this. Nigga, point. it's getting me where title. I need to be. Period. That's and, it. Period. Anyways, any of y'all got wines? You know, I have one, but there's about 13 letters in the first word of this shit. And half of them are vowels. So I'm going to take a crack at it, but the Italian community, please don't drag me or else I will drag you. Um, It's Valdobbiadene Prosecco. So y'all know what this echo is. Wait, put it to the camera. I got you. Y'all can't see it, but this is what it looks like. It has a lot of fucking words. What the fuck is that? I wasn't lying. Valdo- I wasn't <laughs> lying. Are you, are you just drinking the Prosecco or are you having a mimosa? No, I'm drinking Prosecco. Oh, okay. That's Straight cute. to the point. Yeah. Right. like Why you got to take on extra um, calories? What's that? Thank you. <laughs> Somebody gets me. I'm already right. fucking up my calorie count with the, the prosecco. Why am I adding something? We better? are here for one purpose only: to get drunk. Don't nobody need no juice. <laughs> nobody need no brunch juice. Sunday, bitch. Oh, I'm fuck. Drunk. <laughs> All right. Well, that pretty much sums up our episode. I'm gonna go ahead and pass it on over to Ugo to sign off with our signature phrase um with that being said y'all know what the deal is y'all better tune the fuck in i hope you enjoy and stay black as hell curse somebody out today tomorrow and the next day and also make sure to um cater to your um your cast iron pants correctly because some of y'all don't actually we could have a whole episode on that. Don't get me started because I be getting mad at the things that I see. The way that y'all handle and mishandle these cast iron skillets. Yeah, it really I, upsets I'm, I'm, I'm me. so tired. It upsets me. Clearly y'all hear that it's upsetting me and my homegirls. So we have to talk it about is. it. It and is. And my home right. niggas. And my home niggas. Facts. That's episode eight right there. Cast iron skillets. <laughs> <laughs> that episode about cast iron skillets. All right, everybody. So Thank I guess- Thank you. What? Thank you for listening. That's all I got to say. I'm good to y'all. <laughs> and that, everybody, is the that on that. Period. <laughs>